Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Friday again. We are back on routine. And yes, last week was not a fluke. It does feel like I'm in second trimester, feeling good. Energy is back up. Everything's back to somewhat of what I call a normal. It's funny, I had a friend of mine say, you know you're just going to have to find a routine that fits you for pregnant you. And then once you become a mom, you're going to have to find a routine that fits you for you being a mom. And she was so right. I had to find the balance of being pregnant and balancing my work and everything I do, which was pretty exciting this week because I was able to kind of ebb and flow a few things and get back on track, which felt really great and making connections back with family and friends and people that I missed because I was so sick. I would go to bed at like 637 and that wasn't fun. And I was missing out on a lot of family interaction. I was missing out on a lot of friend interaction and it felt really lonely to be honest. I bet some moms out there are probably shaking their head yes, they understand that feeling. And it's not that I was alone. I had the best partner who was the best support system and always was there to make sure I had anything I needed before going to bed. It just felt lonely because you weren't feeling the same you as you were before and kind of transitioning into a you you were before to a you you are now when you're pregnant. It was, it has been different. I'm not even going to say difficult because it wasn't difficult. It's just been different. It's been a new experience for me that I've had to ebb and flow. One thing I want to share with you guys this week is something that even my own clients come to me. They talk to me, my friends, they share with me and myself. Yes, even myself. I'm not a robot. I do not do things very normally. I feel the same feelings that everyone else feels just the same. And that's guilt. We all have some type of guilt. We all have an expectation of what we want out of a certain circumstance. So like for my clients, they have a certain expectation that they try to fulfill with following a plan or they try and follow a certain criteria or they expect something of themselves. And sometimes it doesn't go the way you plan. Or sometimes you get invited to an event and you end up drinking or you end up having that slice of cake or the pizza and salad, whatever the case may be. I'm just using generic things because that's not very typical. It's more different. It's very different than that. However, it's the guilt people feel after that because they had an expectation. They wanted to hold themselves to an expectation. And when they don't succeed that expectation, it feels guilty. You have this sense of guilt. And even friends I've talked to, things that they've wanted to accomplish, again, that expectation of what they wanted to have or what they wanted to do, and then they don't fulfill it and they have this sense of guilt. And that's the kind of guilt I actually was feeling all of first trimester too. I legit felt guilty for not working all the time. I felt really guilty for not being 100% all the time. 
I had this expectation way long ago of how I wanted to be a pregnant woman. I wanted to eat healthy and I wanted fruits and veggies and I wanted to continue on with my regular regimen and how could I not, right? I've already been doing this. My body's so healthy. Why would my body not want that? Why would my body refuse anything different? And people would always kind of try and forewarn me, hey, it looks different. Hey, that's not really what always happens. I didn't want to listen to it, nor did I want to hear it, because I had an expectation of being a healthy pregnant woman. And when I wasn't a healthy pregnant woman, I had a sense of guilt. I had a sense of guilt of not nourishing my body. I had a sense of guilt of not going to the gym like I was and not having the fitness and cardiovascular or the type of routine I was trying to do. It took me a lot of research and a lot of time. And yes, I am a nerd like that. I go towards research because I studied dietetics. So when we studied the nutrition through pregnant women and into lactation and breastfeeding and moms, that's way different. I didn't study what a woman's body does when it has a baby. I studied what the woman needed in order to grow a baby and in order to feed the baby through lactation. I knew what nourished the body. I did not know what the body was doing. So I spent a lot of time looking at videos, research articles, just studying what a woman's body goes through and why it goes through what it goes through. Because I'm a first-time mom and I needed to understand it. And that helped my guilt. And so when my clients come to me and they start talking about how they felt so guilty, they had an outing or their partner wanted to take them out to eat just to have a one-on-one time, and they had an alcohol beverage, or they split a butter cake with somebody, or they ended up having a really healthy dinner, but the appetizer and the dessert wasn't healthy. But they felt this guilt, and they come to me, and they talk to me about this guilt that they feel, and I just let them know it's okay. One day... Heck, even one weekend. I know there are memes, social media, pictures, whatever we want to call it, out there that show if you eat your right amount of calorie deficit all week, but you're over calorie deficit on the weekend, it averages out that you're not in a calorie deficit. Yes. Yes, that is absolutely true. However, my clients are having a Friday night appetizer a Saturday night drink, and a Sunday night dessert, those calories are not going to throw them over. Those pictures and those memes and whatever else that get thrown out into the social media world, those mean if you are all day long, you wake up, you have uh, chicken and waffles with a ton of syrup, a milkshake, snacks all day long of like, chips and cookies and crackers and pretzels and you're drinking all day long and pizza at night with wings and beer and all of that. And that's just one day. Just imagine that's one day. That is what social media is presenting to people. As if you are eating like that all weekend long, you are now not in a calorie deficit. And these clients come to me and they're all like, I wasn't in a calorie deficit. I'm like, well, what'd you do? 
And it happens to be they followed their whole plan all day. It's just at night. And they didn't, they'll even come to me and they'll be like, I, I even ate good at the restaurant. I just, I split a butter cake with my husband. Okay, girl, that's great. Good job. You did great. Like, okay, let's say the butter cake is a thousand calories, right? Let's just go a thousand calories. Let's just for example sake, say a thousand. That client only ate 500 over their calorie intake, which if I have them at a calorie deficit, that's probably more matching what their calories are for maintaining what their weight is now, if anything. I'm just going to ballpark that. Like there's so much other factors that go into that. Did she have two bites? Did they have the true half? What was really logically a half? And that's not something I'm going to sit and pick apart and diagnose my client with. Because then that's going to trigger them into an eating disorder. And I see eating disorder because it can look different. That's going to make them have this fear of going back out and sharing something with their husband again. Because I'm sitting there and I'm interrogating them when really all they need to hear is that half a cake, those two bites, whatever half means to that client. Let's just say they had their own. Let's say they fibbed and they lied to me. And they had their own butter cake. That still should not create a guilty conscience to where they feel so bad that next time they go out to eat with their husband or their partner or their friend, that they literally have this PTSD of ordering dessert after they had a really healthy meal. And that's the guilt we literally hold throughout life. And it doesn't have to be food related, right? I'm just using the client as an example. I used my first trimester as an example. Guilt can literally look like so much in life. It doesn't have to just be those exact resources. We hold ourselves to such a high standard. And sometimes it comes from a deeper psychological perspective of either like a family trauma, a past relationship, a trauma that we're living in or going through right at the exact moment so you don't want to disappoint your partner and they're holding you to a certain expectation. Whatever the case may be, it's still this guilt that we're constantly living in and we're constantly having to either go through or remind ourselves about and it can be so hard. And I don't think there's a solution to it. I really don't because each solution is going to be different. Each expectation is going to look different. The biggest thing you want to do is you want to identify the guilt when it's happening. Ask yourself, why do I feel guilty? What expectation did I have of myself or was I held to to make me feel this guilty? And kind of evaluate it from there. Some people don't even psychologically want to go that deep into it. And that's okay. You don't have to. It's not. It might not be for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just here sitting that... I didn't like feeling guilty. I really hate having that guilt in my core because I'm I'm thinking something's wrong with me. Then I start living in past traumas. I start start picking myself apart, start cycling into a negative thought process. Then it spirals into a depression. And now I'm down a rabbit hole I can't get out of. So when I can identify why I feel guilty, what expectation I'm holding myself to, and then I communicate it through. Okay, let's even take this back to when I was competing. I had a coach at the time. We were probably together for five, six, seven years, something like that. It was a long time. We were together for a long, long time. 
And I remember it was my first or second prep with them. And I remember eating something off plan. It wasn't even bad. It wasn't even like that much. I think I had like a piece of a candy or like I had a small bite of something. But I felt so guilty because I wasn't following my plan to a T. And if you know me, this is where the nickname where I got robot from because I do follow everything to a T in my prep. If a coach gives me something to execute from XYZ, I follow XYZ so thoroughly, people called me robotic. But I didn't care. I was hungry to win. And I, I'll take being a robot. I'll absolutely take it. I had a woman who was like a second mom to me. She always called me determined. She goes, there's nothing wrong with you. Because being called a robot, after a while, it really started to affect me. She would always tell me, you're not a robot, baby. You're determined. She goes, and that's very few people have that determination. And so I took determined and I just rode with it because she's right. When I have a goal in mind, I put blinders on and I don't see anything else but red and I, I just focus. The nice thing is, is my partner gets that. So anyways, I went to my old coach and I straight told him what I ate. My punishment, and I'm calling it a punishment because I hate burpees. I don't know who likes burpees. Whoever likes burpees out there, good for you. You go, Glen Coco. But nope, not me. I do not like burpees. The punishment that coach gave me was to do, I believe it was 20 burpees for three days in a row. What did that psychologically do to me? That literally told me that probably the 80 calories I ate in the day, that probably barely even affected my body maybe, maybe just deserved like five extra minutes of cardio, if that, maybe didn't even deserve anything at all, <laughs> was punishment for three days worth of burpees, 20 of them. So I learned real fast never to do that again, and I never did that again. So boom, <laughs> I guess that helps. However, that's a trigger now that if I'm on prep and I eat something or I start thinking of something, I remember last prep, I was real deep in it and I don't think I ever told uh, my coach this, the one I have now. I don't think I ever told her this, but I had a dream that I ate off my plan and I binge ate off my plan because I was so hungry. We were really deep. We were about, it was a week out from my last show and uh, we were pushing me real hard. We had taken my calories down to, I think, about a thousand and my cardio was up about 60 minutes, 70 minutes, something like that. We were really trying to bring in what the judges wanted. And so we, we had to push me super hard. I had a dream that I binge ate and I woke up with so much guilt. Guys, the amount of guilt I woke up with, it was absolutely ridiculous. But it was because it was a, it was a trauma response from before. And I didn't eat off my plan. I didn't even binge off my plan. I just had a dream I did it. But I held so much guilt that I legit couldn't do it. I like didn't want to do it. I don't know. However, is what I'm getting at is identify what is causing your guilt. Identify the expectation you are being held to or you are even holding yourself to. And then start digging deep into that. Sometimes it's a partner thing. And I got to go to my partner, Ty, and I tell him, hey, look, this is how I feel. And he looks at me and goes, why? Because he didn't even hold me to that expectation. That was me holding me to that expectation. So through communication, I just tell him, well, that's how I wanted to do something. That's how I wanted this 
to go down, the situation to go down. That was my expectation. He goes, I've never done that to you. He goes, I've never even asked that of you. I said, I know, but this is what I wanted. And he goes, so literally you're beating your own self up for your own expectation. And he kind of psychologically helps me realize like, you're being too mean on your, you're being mean to yourself. You're being a bully, like knock it off, be nicer to yourself. And isn't it funny that if we listen to our best friend talk about how somebody's being mean to them, we get so aggressive. Like, I'm going to fight that person. How dare they talk to you like that? How dare they say those things to you? But reality is we talk to ourselves like that. Or we have somebody else talk to us like that. Why are we not defending ourselves? Why are we not standing up for ourselves? Why are we leaving ourselves in the corner? We're like dirty dancing line. Why are we putting baby in the corner? We're literally being so mean. We need to knock it off. We need to put so much love back into our own selves that these expectations that we hold or we're being held to doesn't lead us to a guilty conscience of feeling so bad that we're living in a trauma response. It's not healthy. That's not healthy. And that's what I'm getting at today is if you're feeling that guilt and you really hate feeling that guilt, start digging psychologically deep into it. What are those expectations? Who did those expectations come from? Why are they coming up? And then if it's from somebody, go talk to them. Because nine times out of ten, they don't realize what they're doing or that's not how they were wanting to come across or they need to realize like, hey, look, I can't meet that expectation. Can we compromise and meet this expectation? Maybe you need to cut somebody out of your life because they're not being nice to you. Because then ask yourself, would you allow your best friend to be talked to like this? Would you allow your best friend to meet these own expectations that they can't meet? And if the answer is no, then why are you doing it to yourself? Treat you like you're your own best friend and watch how much love and generosity you pour into your own self that you protect yourself from that guilt. And if it is your own self-expectations, reevaluate. Ask yourself, okay, what makes me feel good and what can I do that is realistic? Almost like a SMART goal, right? Specific, measurable, um, attainable, realistic, timely. Like realistic, the R right there. What's realistic? Don't give yourself this unimaginable expectation that you can't even meet. Meet something that's realistic. And then watch your self-confidence soar through the roof. The guilt goes down. You feel more empowered. You feel better to take on more stuff. And then you're able to meet an expectation you once weren't able to meet. Because now you built yourself up to a point you can do more. And you're just growing. You're growing in a stronger, better, healthier way in life without feeling guilty. And again, I always say this, and I think this is like, I'm just going to be dramatic and say the millionth time stating this, but surround yourself with a tribe that also lifts you up. I have such an amazing tribe surrounding me that when I go to them and I talk about my guilt or my self-expectations, they always help me get through it. They always say, okay, well, let's talk about it. And they help me overcome these hurdles 
So surround yourself with people that care so much about you. They help you through these hurdles to where you can love yourself and love life to where guilt doesn't have to creep in and the expectations are realistic. That's really what I wanted to discuss today and I hope you all kind of take something from this, whether it be self-love, realistic expectations, kind of digging more deeper into what makes you feel guilty, or maybe if you just need like a supporting tribe, reach out. Let me know what that looks like for you. I have a lot of resources, connections, even myself, I can help. Let me know what you need. That way I can connect you with the right people or I can get you set up with something that you and I are accountability for each other, whatever that looks like. I hope you guys have a really great week. I'm so happy to be back and in the full swing of things and just talking with you guys and getting the feedback and hearing your guys' comments from last week. You guys just pour the love into me and it makes me want to pour the love back out into you all. So thank you guys so much for everything you support and listen and share and like and comment and everything. You guys are the true MVPs. Look forward to chatting with you next week. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.